Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. This is Anupona Jakarapur. I would like to introduce the new member of the New England Ghost Project, our own Van Helsing, Ron Kulik. All right, thank you, uh, Singh Patel. Thank you very much. And welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England Zone, Van Helsink. And with me, all the way from East Bridgewater, is the blonde bombshell herself, Ann Carrigan. Maybe. Hello. Can you hear me now? Okay, evidently we don't have Anne because she's not coming in. So anyways, with me today is uh, a good friend of mine. He is also uh, the uh, EVP specialist for the New England Ghost Project, Mr. Jim Astoria. Hello, hey, Jim. Hey, Ron. How you doing? Good. And, uh, you know, you've been doing it for quite a while now, EVPs, right? Yeah. It's about 10 years now. Wow. It's been that long. I think so. And, you know, we a couple of weeks ago, we had Mike Markowitz on the uh, show, and uh, he's been doing BBPs for quite a while as well. And, uh, but I noticed that he's changed as far as his theories and stuff from the original stuff that, uh, you know, I taught and, and was, was taught. Uh, is, is EVPs evolving now, is, or is it just still the same? Well, people are always looking for new ways to do it, new technology to try to communicate with the other side. I'm still old school. I just depend on what the white noise in the recorder makes available to the spirits. Okay, evidently it was a little mix up in, uh, in uh, is not on yet, but should be on in a second anyways. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it changes the white noise on it. So I, I had actually talked to Mike uh, on the show. In fact, it was our second live broadcast on TV and and I mentioned about doing an experiment uh, with either putting a recorder in a lead box or even a Faraday cage. And he didn't think that would work because he believes that EVPs are actually a wave, an audio wave. What, what are your thoughts about that? Well, I went to the AA EVP conference a few years ago and I met Dr. Alexander McRae from Scotland. And he actually did some experiments and did receive EVPs in a Faraday cage. So, uh, and he, he was in a Faraday cage, so he could rule out the possibility of uh, radio transmissions. Hello? Hello? Well, sounds like someone else is joining us now, finally. Well, hi there. <laughs> okay, well, that was a rough start. What's up with that? Uh... Gee, I don't know, but here we are. <laughs> right, who, who, who did you uh, tick off that uh, they decided not to have you on the show anymore? Well, yeah, that that might that might um, that might get me a little upset. Yeah, <laughs> it really wouldn't add to my day. <laughs> uh, 
And um, with us is Jim Stoney. I don't know how much of the show you, you've heard, but uh, Jim is our EVP P specialist for the New England Ghost Project. But he was into EVPs uh, beyond, before that as well. So uh, uh, so we're talking about EVPs and, and basically what about that, the history of it? I mean, how did this really all come about? Because we kind of like always fluff over that a little bit. We really don't get into the real history. Of it. How did it really start? Where did it start? Well, uh, people have been getting EVPs ever since they started recording uh, voices or you know, building recording devices. I think one of the earliest ones was two Italian priests uh, trying to record some Gregorian chants. And uh, I don't know the exact quote. I don't have my notes here with me, but one of them called out to his father for help. And when they played the recording back later, his father answered him and said he was there to help. Um, mm -hmm. Another famous story is in the 50s, a uh, man named, by the name of Jorgensen went out into the woods to record bird voices. And he heard his mother calling him her little Friedrich. So uh, the bird voices went by the wayside. and. Uh, he just went down the uh, EVP, EVP path trying to pick up the voices. Okay, so that's that's interesting. Um, it is involved. I mean, how did the AA EVP get involved? I mean, where, where did they go from that? You have one person who's recording voices and another person who's recording voices. I mean, how do we end up going, you know, the creation of the AA EVP and then beyond that, so many people doing it now and so forth. Well, that all started, the AAVP started with Sarah Eastep, who uh, got interested in the recording of uh, EVPs. And she did a lot of research, and she finally did form the AAVP. <clears throat> and uh, she has since passed away, but the organization is still carried on by Tom and Lisa Butler out in Nevada. And there's a very big following with, uh, and, and they're trying to do a scientific method. One of the things they do is what's called a four-cell experiment, where they'll have a researcher in uh, in New Hampshire with, who will ask some questions. Another researcher would be out in Washington State with the recorder, and they would set up ahead of time. They would set the time that they were going to do this, and they weren't actually live talking to each other. So the researcher in uh, New Hampshire, say at 8:05, would ask question one. 8:10, she'd ask question two. And the person in Washington State would have the recorder going at that point in time. When the experiment was done, the person in Washington State would just transcribe the recordings to the computer and send them off to a third person for analysis. The person in Washington State and the third person in Georgia, neither of these knew what questions were that were being asked. And uh, the person in Georgia would analyze them and then they would compare notes. And a lot of times they were getting answers to the questions. So it was a good, good test to make sure that the experimenters weren't influencing uh, the answers because they didn't know the questions being asked. Only one person knew the questions. Yeah, that's that's a, a, bl a blind study, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that's interesting. I mean, there are so many people that uh, do EVPs now. And, you know, Mike Markowitz, he uses a high-end recorder. And, and I know that you and many, many people in the uh, EVP field uh, use these our recorders actually have two in my hand, the DR. Uh, Panasonic DR60. Which is probably the, what, the gold standard of? It's one of the best. When I first got into doing EVPs, everybody told me I had to get a DR60 because you get nonstop EVPs. 
problem is once I got it, you do get nonstop EVPs, but a lot of them are nonstop and unintelligible EVPs. Mm -hmm. You can hear the cadence of the human voice, but you can't really make out what it is. But when you do get a good one on the DR60, it's really good. Yeah, you know, that's interesting because I, I normally don't do a lot of EVPs. I've always had someone in the group who's done it. And um, and you let me borrow it when we went to Goat Island. Right. And uh, I got a lot of stuff on it. And I'm like so excited. So I, I can understand the excitement in EVPs, especially if you record them in yourself. Yeah, when when the DR60s first came out in the late 90s, they sold, I think, for under $100. And everything went well for a while. A lot of people bought them to record lectures. But after a while, Panasonic started getting them returned because people were complaining that there were, were voices on there that weren't being that weren't present in the lecture. They were, it was picking up extra stuff. So, <laughs> yeah, so Panasonic recalled them, tried to get them off the market. And... Uh, they came out with the next model up, I believe, a QR80, which looks like a DR60, but it, it, they changed the circuitry in it, so it does, it's not really good for EVPs. Um, yeah, these recorders now, you know, like I said, they sold for under 100 and I think on eBay, I, I occasionally check eBay, and I think I saw them going for almost $1,700 on eBay now. Oh, my God. <laughs> $1,700, yep. That's amazing. But, you know, all is not lost. Um, on one of the blogs, I saw somebody in August picked one up for $4 at a yard sale. Ah, so, there you go. So keep looking. And, and when you do get them, there is a range of serial numbers that you want to get. So, you know, some of the earlier serial numbers do a better job uh, at doing EVPs. You know, but the recorder is only one part of the equation. It's, it's the, the, the person doing the recording, too. They help. It's believed their, their energy helps the spirits in manifesting their voices. So... You know, if, you, if you're feeling really down and not, not in a good mood, it's not usually a good idea to do EVPs. You don't get much. <laughs> or if you do get them, you get the nasties, the ones that tell you to F and things like that. Right. Right. It's funny, it's funny that they made this recorder. And, uh, I mean, think about how many people sit around every day going, oh, what kind of paranormal tool can we make today? You know, yeah. and they just made this for a regular recorder. <laughs> hit upon this huge niche market, you know, <laughs> it's really funny. It, it is. And, uh, you know, one thing I'll do, you, have you been on an investigation with me, Ann? I don't recall. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've been did, on a couple. Yeah. The Smokehouse in Lowell, right. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I don't know if you noticed, but I always use two recorders. I'll use uh, mm -hmm. the DR60 and I'll use a better quality recorder that can pick up the ambient noise. And I learned that lesson a hard way when I first started doing EVPs. I got this nice noise on the recorder, and I spent hours trying to analyze it, doing all kinds of tricks to it to get a voice because I knew something was there. Mm -hmm. I went back to the same room and, and did the recording again. Uh, and also had a second recorder going at this point in time. And it turned out it was a steam radiator making a noise. No, no. So, Hate that. On the DRC, it didn't come through that clear. You know, mm -hmm. it's, must, it, it's not a high-quality recorder as far as picking up voices. Right. But, uh, and that's one of the reasons, one of the ways you know you get an EVP on a DR60 is that it's a really clear voice. Right. Mm -hmm. By nature, the, the recorder is not very clear. Mm -hmm. So I always do two recorders now so that, uh, you know, if I hear something on the 60, I'll go back and listen to my control recorder and make right. sure it's uh, an environmental noise. Mm -hmm. It's one thing that they've 
learned in the research is that very rarely do you get an EVP on two recorders at the same time. You know, it takes a lot for the spirit to get there, uh, manipulate the recorder to get the voice, and they'll, they'll just do one, not two. Mm -hmm. So I'll, you know, some people won't discount it, but you know, I'd like to be safer than sorry than that. That I'll discount anything I hear on both recorders is not an EVP. Right, right. Now and I know. Means, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, go. I was going to say. Um, Sometimes I know when I've worked with Mike and you have um, kind of a noise within the room, he often hears an EVP on top of that noise. He, he kind of terms it as like using that, that energy from that noise, you know, right. to, it, to get it. Yep. So, so. for instance, when, when we did the show the other day, he had somebody walking and the, the foot, each one was a syllable like how, mm -hmm. ah, you, something like that, you know. Yeah, right. I, I, I've heard recordings where, you know, the spirit has actually rearranged the words the person was saying uh -huh. on the to, to make the message come through. Mike had one of those. Mm -hmm. Even yeah. Mike or Cameron had one. Um, and, you know, a good side effect of having two recorders is something that happened to us at the Victorian Mansion. We actually had a... Uh, the DR60 didn't pick it up, but my good quality recorder picked it up, and we all heard it was a whisper coming from the hallway when we asked right. some questions. Right. And that's where it paid off to have a high quality recorder because you could actually hear the yes coming through. Yeah. And uh, and uh, you probably heard that recording, yeah. I have, yes. Yeah. Yeah, we were trying to get Enos. Up in the room and, with the whiskey. Yeah, we all heard the yes coming from the hallway, and the DR60, it was like a growl. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the other, the better quality Panasonic, it came through nice and clear. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the EVPs are so interesting in, in that, you know, like I said, I, I really don't do them very much, but um, just using it this past weekend, I was so excited. I mean, there was a time when we, we, we were totally dead and there was nobody stirring, nobody noise, and yet the recorder was recording on Vox. And it just kept going, and we, we got a lot of stuff on it. It sounded like a little whispering behind it, but we couldn't tell what it is. And there right. are other ones that it responded directly to questions, and they were just like very high, like almost screams, like yeah. a screamer type thing. So it was interesting. Um, so I, it's very exciting, and, and I'm dying to look look at, you know, have Jim look at these and see if there's, you know, anything that's uh, absolutely you can hear on it. Uh, that's that's the I guess the bottom line of it. Can you yeah. understand it? And and why do you think that is? Why do you think that, that spirit, you know, manifests like that? Some of them are so clear, like the class A's and the, the class C's are so terrible. I mean, why do you think spirit does that? It might just be their energy or, you know, I might even say their experience. You don't know how to use it. There's one thing, you know, the AAVP has discovered some of the research is that there's actually a team over there called the, the Big Circle that works to help people communicate. That's an interesting thing. Why don't you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, they have this uh, session. I believe it was once a month. I don't know if they still do it. I haven't been in touch with them for a while. And it's called, the, the, the group on the other side calls themselves the Big Circle. And uh, the researchers on this side would have uh, a set time once a month where they would meet. And that's a good thing to do with the EVPs. If you do it at a set time, it seems that 
spirit learns the spirits learn to be there for you at that time and uh, they would just you know get these indications that the people in the big circle would help newly passed people to communicate with this side it was pretty cool um you know one of the recordings a friend of mine when she turned on a recorder we used to do it regularly and she turned on the recorder and first thing she heard before any question was asked was um i think we, we nicknamed this guy desmond said it's good to see you which you know, really raises the hair in the back of your neck when you turn the recorder on and and you get an answer you know the, the spirit on the other side acknowledges that you're there and you turn the recorder on and they're happy to see you that's pretty cool that, that is very cool so so this was something it was a set time yeah it was a set time we'd do it you know we first started doing it you know we went to karen mossy's class she offered one of the circles of wisdom this is when white noise the movie was coming out so we went to her class and went back to the house and we said okay let's do this well first we started in the shed during the day because we didn't want to do it in the house and then <laughs> we moved into the house during the day and then maybe towards dusk and eventually we got to the point we do it at night but you can do it any time right um, is right, there a better time than, than others? I couldn't tell you. I've, I've gotten EVPs all at you know any time of the day, and you don't have to be in a haunted location. You know, haunted locations are fun because you get some good ones there, but you can do EVPs anywhere. Mm -hmm. Right. We have a question in the Toynet chat room from Stephen Scott. Hey, Stephen. Um, and he says, I don't know much about EVP or recording equipment, but is there a specific range or wavelength that works best? Um, no, just within the range of human hearing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the theory is that the, the spirits use the white noise, which is in all, you know, electronic circuits have white noise. Uh, and they manipulate that to make their make their voices heard. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I would like to say that uh, we apologize to our Perex uh, listeners because there seems to be some type of problem interfacing uh, to the Perex site. Uh, but this is being broadcast on Tojinet and, and uh, some of them are listening on here. So we'd like to welcome those who came over and are listening. So, Ian, I mean, have you ever tried to capture an EVP? <laughs> um, as my friend Mike says, I'm EVP impaired. I, I honestly, I have brought my recorder with me. I run the recorder. I come home and I listen and I listen and listen. I'm just not good at it. <laughs> so I, I have attempted it, but uh, I don't know whether I just don't have the patience or, or what. No, and I feel for I feel for your pain. I used to be like that. Uh, really? Yeah. When I joined the NEGP after Karen left, mm -hmm. I wasn't getting anything. You right. Know, Karen would get all kinds of things, and Ron used to joke I had an EVP ED. <laughs> That's funny. Well, at one, at one point there was a breakthrough. I don't know if my energy level changed or what, but yeah. it was a breakthrough, and now I can get them. So yeah. you know, keep at it. Don't well, happen. Perhaps I should. I mean, I just, uh, I'm kind of all about the video and not so much about the audio, apparently. Um, I'm just a video person, you know, but I know well, I should, I should keep trying. 
you know, people have gotten EVPs on everything, you know, tape recorders, the old, you know, the priests I mentioned in the 40s were using a man magnetic wire recorder. They were getting EVPs on. There was, uh, I forget his name, a man in Italy who was getting them on an old ham radio. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And people are actually having conversations with their lost relatives. There's people have recorded them on uh, answering machines. I have, you know, my yep. presentation, some that I got from Vicki Talbot, where her son Braden was uh, on, he, he went out kayaking one time, never came back. Oh. Uh, has his voice on an answering machine, and he, he calls Sweet Pea, which I guess was what he called her. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, you know, a friend of mine, Mike, actually got an EVP burning a CD on a computer, you know, burning an audio CD during the burning process, Spirit put a voice on the, on the CD while it was going. So they, they're doing it everywhere. Oh, my God. That's different. So, isn't it? Yeah, I've never heard of that. We, uh, we actually have a question from uh, Kat in the uh, Parax chat room, and she says, uh, do you think the folks who's past, that means the, the, the spirits, uh, use the white noise, or maybe uh, the white noise helps us to focus better, um, or unfocus maybe, if it is so distracted in a more meditative state. Well, you know, this is a good question. Uh, on the recorder, when you play it back, you can't really hear the white noise, but it's in the circuitry. It's a really bad circuits. Mm -hmm. So the theory is they use that. But there's a researcher in, and it's going to bring this up, in uh, Brazil, Sonia Rinaldi, who is doing phone calls with the, the dead. Mm -hmm. And she is using uh, what she calls babble tapes. And the babble tapes are the phonemes of the, uh, the Portuguese language, little snippets of language. And she has, surrounds the phone with a number of speakers playing random uh, Brazilian, random Portuguese phonemes, and the spirit is able to take these building blocks of speech and put them together into words. Really? Yeah. Ah. So, I mean, <laughs> how, the obelisk and, and the electronic tools like that, the, tar, the is that the same concept as EVPs? I haven't studied them much as to what's going on inside them, but what I assume is that, you know, the words are in there, burned into them, and the spirit is just using it as a library to pull the words out and, and, and so make messages. So this is very similar like the hat shack where they're pulling words out of the air. Yeah. The supposedly. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah. yeah. I, I sort of wonder, I think, like some matrixing going on there with the, yeah. trying yeah. to figure out what messages are, but yeah, it's the same idea. And, you know, uh, if you're doing an EVP and you have a good recorder and you want to make some white noise in the background, you can have water running or fan going, anything right. to make white noise. Uh, or even tune a radio between stations and you get that hiss. But uh, be sure it's actually between stations because, you know, there might be a very weak signal coming through that you the recorder will pick up and you'll think it's voices. Right, you'll get that bleed through. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to be actually designing some uh, special uh, equipment, including EVP equipment, and uh, it'll be steampunk. Uh, so this, will, but the theory behind it, which is actually interesting, the, is that we're going to 
use basically old equipment. So it'd be more apropos to the spirits of certain time periods, which is the ones we're going to try to communicate with specifically. So uh, I don't know. It might work. It might not. What you, what's your thoughts? It might work because the spirit, if the spirit is more familiar with the equipment, what time period are you looking at? Make sure mm. there is forty equipment then. There was because, uh, for instance, uh, Steve's favorite ghost hunter, mine now. Um, <laughs> I can't think of his name. Steve Parsons. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Steve Parsons' uh, favorite ghost hunter. Uh, oh. What's his name from oh, the UK? Terry Price. Price. Thank okay. you. Terry Price. Terry Price. I mean, he used different types of equipment, and and um, Steve also has access to the SP R uh, uh, archives, and they have lots of old equipment there. Oh. That, He's played with, and they also have schematics of various ones. And this is the coolest That's one. Cool. Uh, they have they have a piece of equipment. It's an electronic piece of equipment, but in this piece of equipment uh, is included a balloon, and oh, wow. uh, the balloon is filled with the breath of a medium. Wow. Okay. So it's supposed to enhance the the uh, the process. So it's interesting. Are we supposed to let the breath out of the balloon, or are we just oh, toss no. the balloon around? What do we do? It, it, <laughs> we keep the balloon away from Ron so he doesn't accidentally pop it. Yeah. It, it, it basically, <laughs> basically, the 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 current goes through the breath of the uh, medium and uh -huh. out to the the output, so that actually. The breath, which would be the essence of the 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 uh, the uh, the medium, um, uh -huh. actually helps to enhance the uh, the thing that's going on. Really? I, yeah. Okay. And there, there are plans. They're absolutely. I seen them last time they were over here. I just huh. see on the chat some. Uh -huh. Oh, I hear hot beats, Ron. Which means we have to wrap it up. So uh, I guess we'll take a break right now. You're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with uh, Miss Ann Kerrigan and New England's own Van Helsink, Ron Kolick, right here on Tojinet. I'd say Pararex, but not tonight. And our very special guest is Ben. Welcome uh, to Tojinet, radio with a cutting edge. Everything you heard about witches is true. Halloween is the time of year when the shades of the dead whisper from forgotten places and spirits walk among us. The witches of Salem, Massachusetts honor this time with Festival of the Dead, an annual event series that explores death's macabre customs, heretical histories, and strange rituals. Founded by Salem witches, Sean Poirier and Christian Day, and hosted by the foremost authorities on the spirit world, Festival of the Dead beckons guests to step through the veil into a mysterious realm where spirits await you. To learn more or to purchase tickets, visit festivalofthedead.com or call 978-740-9783. Happy Halloween! <laughs> Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. 
Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more. Located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more. All in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and tonight's special guest, EVP specialist, Jim Stonier. And if anybody has a question, by the way, they can uh, certainly uh, contact us via the TojiNet chat room or the Pararex chat room or our Facebook page, which is what, Ann? EVP. Yeah, EVP. Hello. Ghost Chronicles Dash Next Generation on Facebook. So how many glasses of wine did you have? Oh, I'm still working on my first big, it's a big glass. Let me tell yeah, you. Evidently. evidently. It's been one of those days. So uh, someone, someone said in the uh, Parax chat room that Sylvia Brown died this morning. Have you heard anything about that? No. No, I haven't seen anything about that. Me neither. So I don't know if that's true or not, but that's, but I guess she knew it was coming anyways. Oh, <laughs> she's, she's what? I just she knew it was coming. <laughs> Ron, Ron made a funny. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> yeah, I guess it happened according to the Pararex. So uh, um, should we try to contact her? We have a recorder right here. We yeah, could uh, see if she wanted to uh, ask us anything. But... Uh, <clears throat> You know, the EVPs are, are so, um, when you do them, and, and, and eventually you're going to get one. And, and it's really, I have to admit, it's quite a rush. It really is. Mm-hmm. And so I understand now why everybody posts all this crap on uh, Facebook. Oh, well, our battery's losing? Yeah, you're not charging. Okay. I'll check it out. Oh. You have 40 minutes. We have plenty of time. Yeah, right. Plug in. Okay. All right. Yeah, it is a rush when you get your first one. Oh, yeah. And one thing I do, I don't know if Mike does it, when uh, I'll uh, make a recording, and if I think I have something, I'll send it off to someone else and not tell them what's in it, see mm-hmm. if they hear the same thing, unless it's a Class A thing. Well, you can do that with Class A's to make sure. But uh, That's a great idea. Right, because, yeah... Uh, we, we matrix so many or our pareidolia kind of sets in or, you know, audio pareidolia. And um, it's, it's, you know, it's difficult because you, you really want to hear what they're saying, you know. So we, we end up hearing. That's basically it. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you've heard some of Mike's recordings and I've heard some of Jim's and, and we, we have heard ones from both of them that, that are a little, you know, sketchy, but, oh, yeah. um, but, you know, to them, it's, it's, they hear it clearly. And, and I think that's part of what uh, Mike talked about last time he was on the show that, that you, you end up developing a, uh, I don't know if it's a, a rapport or a psychic connection with, 
with spirit in that you uh, can understand them more clearly than than someone who doesn't. Well, right. I think what's helped me is, you know, Karen, when I worked with Karen, uh, she mentioned this. I'm a private pilot, and one thing a pilot does, you have the headset on, and you're listening to static in the background, and you're doing other tasks while in the background your mind is listening for your call sign to come out. So I think that helps a lot. Like a ham radio operator might be good at, at you know, listening for EVPs because they're trained to pull voices out of the muck, as it were. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. I mean, you must you must develop an ear for it. I mean, like anything else. Yeah. I would imagine. I, I don't know. It's 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 interesting, and that's that's why I love doing this thing. And, and Jim, you've listened to the morning show, uh, and we discuss a lot of this and what the other side is like, and what we know, and what we don't know, and it's so much more we don't know yeah. than what we do know, and uh, it, it's so intriguing. And every time you think you've got it figured out, you look at other possibilities. It's and to me, that's important is to always look at other possibilities. Uh, not only just like in, you know, the term debunk, which I hate, by the way, and trying to find natural, uh, but also there are different spiritual uh, things as well. So it, it's it's interesting, and, and I love uh, doing it. Mm -hmm. uh, breaking news in the chat room. Yeah. Uh, Nate says, Sylvia Brown's Facebook page possibly fan page says world-renowned spiritual teacher, psychic icon, author, and lecturer Sylvia Celeste Brown passed away at 7.10 a.m. this morning at Good Samaritan Hospital in San Jose, California. Really? She was 77 years old. 77? So about my age. Yeah. Really? Nah. You're way older than that. Come on. Oh, we're having a problem here with the computer. <laughs> we're actually losing our power. Maybe the haunted location. Okay, okay. Oh, oh, something's deeping. What are you doing? Uh, we got our power back, so which is good. So I have to check this out. Good thing I came here tonight. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, anyways, back to uh, EVPs. <laughs> so, if we try an EVP now, do you think we could get one? So this is your recorder, so I'm going to give it to you, right? Because you're the man. If you want your other one, here's your other one. Here's the other one. Okay. And so, so basically, why don't you tell people what you're doing so that we can basically uh, we're broadcasting, by the way, Ian, uh, from my office at the BZ Estate, which of course is haunted. Okay. Good. All right. So Here. we're going to do an EVP as soon as Jim can tell us what he's doing. All right, so the, my protocol is I, you know, get my recorders, and uh, if you're doing an EVP, say, in a haunted location or something, and you're going to be doing a lot, make sure you have clean battery, new batteries. Yeah. Next thing you do is you make sure your uh, uh, dates, is, dates and times are synchronized on the recorders, and then what I'll do is I'll hold both recorders in the same hand, but not have them touching, because when they touch, they'll, you'll hear noises in the microphones. So start the recorder, and a good protocol is I always announce the time, date, and location of the recording when I start it because 
you know, you think you'll always remember where you did it, but months later you come back to the recording and have no idea what it is and where it came from. Right. So I'll do that. Then I'll ask some questions. And one important thing to do, you have to give time um, to the spirit to answer. I've been in situations, Ron's put me in them. I would never do that. Yes. Where one time I was locked in the basement with somebody. What are you trying to do an EVP session and the, the other person was just talking so much. You could, and like you said with Mike, I could hear the spirits in the background trying to get the word in edgewise, but this person was talking so much that they couldn't. So it was <laughs> a useless session. It was a, it was a woman. Yeah, and Ron kept scaring her because it was an it was a uh, was it the governor's mansion in Rhode Island? Yeah, we were in the wine. Is it the wine cellar? Wine cellar. And Ron thought it would be a good idea to put the two of us in there, lock us in from the uh -huh. outside. We couldn't get out. We we're sitting in a chair in front of the IR camera, and we had the radios. And Ron kept saying things that was scaring this other person, like, "Oh, what's that over your shoulder?" And, oh, jeez. Yeah. So. I know so I, he I was a fun date. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yes. I got him back. Uh, Good. But, uh, you know, give chance, give give time for the spirit to answer. Don't rapid fire one question after the other because they have to have time to answer. And then at the end, always thank, say thank you. You know, maybe not the end of every recording, but maybe the end of a session, say thank you because if you're respectful, you'll get better results. Mm hmm. Yeah, I noticed that most of the ones that really do in EVPs and, and get good EVPs are flight to spirits, which is cool. Yeah, you know, the one thing I learned and was taught by Karen that when you start out, you're going to get the nasties because your energy is not that high yet either. So you're going to get the lower energy ones. Mm -hmm. And these are ones that tell you to F off, get lost, swear at you. And, you know, they're fun. It's still an EVP, but just delete them. If you want, uh, you know, I, I usually pay no attention to them. They go away, and then you start getting the, the higher quality spirits, as it were. Right. So let's turn the recorders on. Let's see if we get anything. You have actually two in your hands, right? Yeah, two in my hands. You have the DR-16. What is the other one? I have the Panasonic DW90. Oh, the Olympus DW90. Now, do you so, do you have any kind of white noise going in the background there because I, I can hear some kind of like hum. No, I don't. No? Okay. Maybe oh, that, might, you, that might be my fireplace. Let me shut that off. No, you oh. Ron okay. has an electric fireplace here. Ah, okay. It sounds like something running. That well, was it. Could it. The, could be the fan on the computer too. Is that better? It's better, but I still I still do hear. Maybe I hear the fan on the computer. I, I hear something running, but whatever. That's whatever. Okay, let's start the recorders. Okay, it's November twentieth, two thousand thirteen, seven thirty-seven in the evening. We're at the uh, Vizi Estate in Ron's office. Is there anyone here who would like to communicate? I'm holding recorders in my hand that you can use to uh, manipulate and make your voice. If you need help, there are others on, on your side that can help you. Are you guys moving or something? I can hear something. Uh, something in the room just made the fireplace cooling off. Thank you. Made a noise. Okay, it's like a it's like a crinkling noise or something. It's 
Anyways. Anyway. On. All right. Okay. Anne, stop it. <laughs> okay, I'm going to be shutting the recorders off in a few seconds. If you have any last things to say, please say them. Thank you. Okay, so we're actually going to listen back and see if you got. Now you had two of them. One was box and one was regular. Yeah. So I'm going to play the DR60 first. And this is the box one, which means it's voice activated. Right. Oh, Ron, what'd you do? Wait a minute, Ron. Ron messed me up here. Sorry. Continue. You set the playback to slow. Continue. Well, it's going to take forever. It's slow. Okay. It's recording slow too. Okay. So, anyways, uh, evidently. Yeah, let me get this fixed. For oh, God. He's so anal. He can't stand it. I would just play it to myself. But, anyways. <laughs> so, anyways, EVPs are, are really fascinating. And they were really the big guns when the paranormal started. And uh, now they're, they're tending to drop off a little bit uh, with all these obelisks and so forth. Jim, what? Can we have this, please? Okay. <laughs> Give me a minute. No minute. Just do it. <laughs> okay. back slowly yeah now. fine let's it. let's talk right here um so did we get anything there was there anything there was some faint things in the background yeah we did we did some faint things in the background so how can you distinguish i know uh mike has he spent uh, a ton of money on voice recognition software and you know, the stuff they use in crime labs yeah so mm -hmm. is that something that would be useful with with evps it could be. Um, I'll tell you what I do, and then I'll tell you about what the Italians are doing. Okay. What I do, I find after doing it for so long, I'll load it into Audacity, and I can look at the recording and actually be able to pick out points in the recording where there might be something. Because mm -hmm. you start to recognize the waveforms of the voices, and you can just zoom in on that and then and get it. But speaking to that voice recognition software, something I they talked about at the conference was uh, a group in Italy called Il Laboratorio was using the forensic software, the voice recognition software. And what they did is they would have, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of recorded samples of voices in their database. And they would take EVP recordings and run it through the system. And it might 
might chew on it for a day or so. But in you know a lot of the cases, they would pull out, pull a match between the EVP voice and the voice of the person when they were alive. Mm. Wow. So that, that's, that's pretty cool. That's amazing. I used to work. I used to work with um, voice recognition software. Um, I used the Dragon. Naturally speaking, I used to work for a chiropractor, and I did the doctor's notes. And um, it's a pretty interesting thing. You do have to kind of train it to get used to your voice and how you speak. Um, right. So. You know, (laughs) once it gets used to, you know, the jargon that you use, um, you know, it gets it right every time. But, I mean, it's it's one of those things that it does tend to spit out some odd stuff um, when you first start. Now, the stuff the Italians were using was different than, uh, was not the same as the Dragon stuff. Mm -hmm. It was analyzing the, uh, it was doing a, a wave analysis of the voices themselves, the spectrum analysis to try to compare, you know, is this the same person speaking? Not necessarily what they're saying, but is this the same person speaking in both places? Oh, okay. So that's how it was picking that's, up. That's, what, that's the software that Mike has. That's what Mike has. Yeah, okay. that's what Mike has. Uh, yeah, the Audacity. Has. No, not the Audacity. Yeah. He has, he told me about this, this software. In fact, uh, he told us on the show, uh, the televised show about it, and it, it, it's, it's extremely expensive. Oh, but, right. And it does recognize voices and, and it can compare them yeah. as well. But I always wondered, and maybe you can shed some light on this, is, is Ann brought up uh, Dragon, which is something I was interested to. Could you put a, a computer in a room with Dragon in it and could the spirits speak using that software? Or would it matter one way or another? I'd be interesting to try it. I think it'd be an interesting experiment. Now, who would have Dragon? Not me. Yeah, I, I used I used to have a copy hanging around here somewhere. I don't know if I still have it. The upgrade last month. I never thought about this. Idea. Are you serious? You got all this time? I've been playing with this idea for <laughs> ever, ever since I heard about Dragon software. I'm like, yeah, it's definitely a great experiment. I would love to try it, Jim, and, and maybe that's something we can do. Uh, uh, well, we're doing a well, you won't be able to do it tomorrow night, right? No, I won't. Right. Okay, but, um, yeah, next investigation, maybe it's we can set up a controlled experiment, and uh, or even here. I yeah, mean, set the computer up here, let it run over there. Yeah, and see what we get. That would yeah. be extremely interesting. But, I mean, it, it seems like it would enhance the spirit's ability to speak or not. Right, it would be interesting. Uh, it, you know, if spirit need that white noise or, or, you know, if it's not really speaking but really manifesting, then it wouldn't really matter. But if it's really audible, then it would actually prove it to that point. Wouldn't you think? I mean, really, if, if you believe that spirit's manifesting their, their voice, um, as most EVP people do, the, the true definition of it, it, then it wouldn't matter. But if a lot of people believe it's audio, uh, like Mike and his audio waves, then maybe it might uh, work in that instance. It would be interesting. It would be extremely interesting to come in and, you know, uh, find out all kinds of stories written on your computer. That'd be fun. 
Yeah, we could publish a book. <laughs> <laughs> and we wouldn't have oh. to pay any royalties. I love it. Our luck will probably get C-spot. What? Remember the first book we read in our grammar school? C-spot? No, huh? Uh, no, uh, I, so. I don't know. I'm not hearing you clearly enough to get it. But all oh, right, this is a joke, bad joke. Oh, okay. Now, <laughs> isn't there a group? What? I, it's escaping me now. There's a group that um, is constantly working with spiritual communication and uh, using faxes and emails and and things like that. Um, I keep wanting to say the ITC, but that's not it. Well, ITC is is instrumental transcommunication. Right. That's, that, a name, that's a new name for AAVP. Oh, okay. But Society I mean, they do. They've been doing this for years, haven't they? Do they read what? about that? Just experiments with, um, you know, using modern day forms of communication as spirit communication. Yes. Yeah. Well, there, there are many, many cases of, of uh, e spirit communicating by fax, by uh, email. There was a case right. in the news about email. From, email? Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was this, this guy that died, and, and all these people in his loop were getting all these emails from him. Right. So, yeah. Okay. I'm not, I'm not crazy then. Okay. No, <laughs> no you're not. Andy. You can do video, well, too. Well, you, you might be, but not, not tonight. Mm -hmm. You know, be white noise. They're not going to come out of the TV and kill you. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, anyways, I, I found out that the, the problem with the uh, TojiNet server, uh, not the TojiNet, the Parrot, um, is they, they they have a new interface and they had sent out an email, but I didn't get it. But uh, we believe TojiNet did. So we'll hopefully we'll have that solved by next show now i don't believe we're going to have a show next wednesday because it's uh the day before thanksgiving uh oh. but i i will confirm that one way or the other uh in the next day or so uh okay. but i believe there is not um right. and, that's good because i think i have to work <laughs> uh, happy in happy in december um the next show live show on tv will be december what in december 2nd is uh, wait, let me pull up my, my calendar, uh, da, 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 da. um, December, Wednesday, December 4th. Right. And our guest on that show will be Jeff Belanger. So we're excited oh. about that. Uh-oh. We'll have, we'll have to put like armed guards at the door to keep all his groupies out. <laughs> right. Jeff, Jeff, let us in. No, no, he just, he just went out. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, Whatever. if anybody does have a question, they can call us at 877-864-4869. That's 877-864-4869. 877-864-4869. And, uh, and they can ask in the TojiNet or the uh, Pararex chat room. So anyways, oh. Jim, I mean, what, what do you think... And you've been doing this, like you said, for 10 years. I mean, what, what do you think is your probably your best uh, EVP, one that really made you think, say, wow, this is really cool? I think the one we got at the Portsmouth Lighthouse. 
Which one? The uh, the jo- well, the two we got there, and Joshua. Okay, and yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we were at when we were at Wood Island. I remember we had the name David came through, which is pretty clear yeah, as well. That was pretty the cadence and and everything else was very clear. Then there was a Who's There? Check it out with the two voices. Oh, that's what it was. I was trying to remember that the other day. We were upstairs and we were doing uh, some type of uh, experiment, and that's what came in once again. What was it? Who's there? Check it out. Who's there? Check it out. What? So, I mean, there, those are those were pretty cool. And I mean, is it really hard for the spirit to? I mean, if you go into Facebook, so many people are posting so many EVPs. Is it that the spirits have now learned to speak that that method using that method now? I, th- I think it could be since so many people are doing it. Like like I said, there was the uh, the big circle, which is helping people on the other side to communicate. So I, I do think that you know the other side is learning just like we are. Yeah, the theory is that they actually have teams of EVP people on the other side, which I'm really haven't wrapped my head around. Uh, yeah, that's kind of unusual. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Whoa! You got a loud doorbell at the VP, huh? Pizza from the dead is here, which we have to up. So I guess we've got to say goodbye. And, uh, you know, Jim, I want to thank you so much for joining us. And did you find that? I found it. Okay, so this is, he's going to play an EVP before we go. Maybe. Maybe not. Keep talking on. <laughs> This, like, you know, uh, this is bad radio. Bad radio. Bad radio. And <laughs> <laughs> you got the, anything coming up yourself, or are you just uh, relaxing for the holidays? What? I can't hear you. What? Do you have anything coming up yourself, or are you just relaxing for the holidays? Oh, I'm yeah. I'm I'm relaxing. Ha ha. I'm I'm working for the holidays, but uh, nope, nothing on the fire. Just okay. Work, so anyways, work, work. <laughs> there you go. So uh, hopefully, oh, we have the EVP. Yelling. What was that? One more time. So it's who's there, then check it out. And then random screaming. I, I was, all I can hear is the screaming. Oh my god! Wow, yeah, it's cool. It's it's a lot clearer, of course, uh, than sticking it up to the Skype mic. Uh, uh yeah. <laughs> that's David. Oh, that's it. Anyways, we got to wrap it up. So. <laughs> all right. What are you guys doing over there? Good night, Ann. Okay. Where'd he go? <laughs> Good night. Good night and God bless. Thanks for listening, everybody. Good night.
From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.